0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Dead and Goal Rugby League podcast, powered by Inside Sport magazine. Uh, my name is James Smith, editor of Inside Sport. Uh, joining me for a chat this week is St George Illawarra Dragons, NRLW star, um, Australian Jillaroo's representative, and New South Wales Blue Kezi Apps. So sit back and enjoy hearing from one of the true stars of Women's Rugby League. This is Dead and Goal. Enjoy. <coughs> Kezia, thanks um, so much for joining me on Dead in Goal this week.
1: No worries at all,
0: my pleasure. <laughs> yeah, so um, yourself and fellow Dragons player James Graham have been um, representing the, the Dragons and getting the message out about the inaugural um, St George footy Crane's program. Are you able to illustrate what that's about and, and your role um, in and around the program?
1: Yeah, um, it's a fantastic program. Uh, yeah, the St. George Footy Grants Program. It is new and um, I guess three of our codes have come together with the AFL and the Rugby Union and of course Rugby League. So um, it's I guess it's they're donating like $100,000 um, to go towards people and clubs to help make grass footy stronger um, and as you're aware I guess it all starts with grassroots footy so if we're Making that stronger, that's just going to filter through all the all the way up. So um, it just gives people, I guess, the opportunity to, um, you know, get money to help towards maybe a new team or a new competition, uh, help with training equipment, um, you know, if a club needs to refurbish their existing facilities, uh, help paying for fees, coaching clinics, and just all the stuff that like that happens at grassroots level. Um, It just helps, I guess, them to. Anyone can apply for it to help um, towards towards their club. So, which is which is fantastic because I guess coming from a country town myself, um, you know, it does get a little bit tough. With, with money and with, with the club and, you know, help refurbishing it and everything like that and having the best facilities. So, um, yeah, it's fantastic. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. We've all got memories, haven't we, of um of playing sport when we're kids and, you know, playing in um, ramshackle sheds and, and, you know, fields that are half mud sort of thing. So this is great news, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, you, you do notice a difference going from club level, uh, even footy grounds, as you said, to then if you do make representation so it's just the level of, of the grass that you're playing on, and, and the fields. It's just yeah, it goes goes up from there. But um, I guess yeah, if you can get that um a lot better, and uh, it'll just make grassroots footy so much more enjoyable.
0: Oh, that's good. And, and, and what's your role? Are you um kind of a ambassador um for the program.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am, a, and um you know I am an club ambassador for for the Dragons as well, mm. and um yeah, I, I sort of put my hand up to help. This as well with Saint George Bank, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's just you know, as I said, it everything starts with grassroots footy, and um, I was really lucky enough to play junior rugby league as well. So mm. um, yeah, I just know obviously how important it is to, to give back to the community and to help that to help that out.
0: Well, oh, that's good. And how do people apply? Do they just go online and, and fill out something, or how does that work? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You go you go online. Um, I think it's it's. I think Saint George Footy Grants com yes. um, they go online and apply, and then um, yeah, it goes from it goes from there. I think it goes into uh, all the applications, and I think a few people obviously review it, and 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 they'll um, select um, the p- people who um, are willing and, and deserving to, to help um, for the grant. So. Uh, I think you can go. I think in New South Wales and ACT, um, and in Queensland, I think the applications are open too.
0: Oh, sweet, that's great. Good news all around. And um, so you said you you worked for the Dragons uh, in your off the field job. Um, so so we're witnessing the rise of the rising profile of women's rugby league at the moment. Like, and you've been used in in plenty of launch events, etc. Like. Uh, I just wanted to ask you how you handle those sorts of things um, are they an escape from the footy side of, of things um, in a way or or a chance to immerse yourself um, even deeper into the game, how do you approach that?
1: Um, well I'm pretty lucky because um, I guess I've been a part of the, the Dragons um, club for a number of years now, I, I was an ambassador for them before the women's side of things sort of took off um, and you know, I would go into, into schools and uh, as part of being an ambassador and and not many kids would have would know much about women's rugby league. Um, but then fast forward, you know, once we got our Dragons women's team and um, you know, you can sort of use that when you go into schools to say, you know, has does anyone did watch, you know, the women play the yeah. first NRL on T V and stuff like that and, mm-hmm. and you know you you'd be surprised some kids are putting their hands up and they are recognizing who you are and and yeah, uh, which is fantastic because I guess the growth of the women's game has just skyrocketed, and it's just so good to see. Not only just I guess in rugby league, but in in all other codes that the women's space is um, catching up. I guess slowly to the men's um, the men's space as well. So, which is really exciting. And um, I guess you know being a part of footy on the field as well as off the field uh, with my job I'm pretty lucky um, as I said like I'm a Dragons ambassador but I'm also uh, I work in the community department um, with the Dragons as well so I get to go to schools and and we have different programs that we do run um, one of them called the best you can be program and it's all about health and well-being and um, you know and the importance of being healthy and, and being able to develop and grow and if, depending on what they wanted to do in life, you know, it, it all um, will help you be the best that you can be and I guess they all, kids obviously hear it from their parents and from the teachers but having using rugby league as a vehicle, um, it's another way that the kids, you know, be talking about hydration and, mm. and healthy foods and getting enough sleep and things like that. So, um, yeah, I consider myself pretty lucky being a yeah. part of that and being able to go to schools. And I think it's our record this year as well. I think we're up to over 55 schools that we go across from Cogger all the way down to Bega, where I'm from, all the way down to Eden. So uh, we cover a fair bit of ground. Um, but, yeah, I'm actually really loving it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bega, it sounds, sounds like a dream key. That's great. And then so, so when the um when the big games roll around, like, you know, Origins and Test Matches and stuff like that, um, so when they uh, rear their head, heads like, is there a lot of off-field media and stuff that you have to do to, to try and juggle a- along the way? Um, yeah, what's been your experience? Yeah.
1: yeah, it is. It is a little bit um, tough, I guess. Mm. You know, you're having to work um, full time and juggling um, the outside commitments as well as. Um, your work commitments. Hmm. So uh, if there is um, stuff that needs to be done, I sort of, if I'm asked to do it, then um, I just work with my boss and um, hope, it, hopefully I get enough notice that I don't have to go to a school or um, yeah. we can work around um, things like that. But if I get enough notice, um, yeah, generally I'll be able to, to make it if, if, if I have to be involved with it. Um, but then like, you know, you've got camps and trainings and stuff like that which you just have to um schedule in and hopefully you know i feel so bad when i have to take time off work um (laughs) i know it's so silly but i do i feel so bad because someone else has to do it and if i'm not there so um but that's i guess a part of my role as well like uh, you know you you play football so um you have to go into camps and you know you have to schedule these these things in um
0: to be able to play so yeah it gets tough I thought thought what you said was interesting uh, when you said that if you if you are going to these schools and then visiting sort of community um, things like that 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 just you being there that would be um, enough in itself as far as awareness and stuff I thought that was a a really interesting insight like that that would be even, even though you might feel guilty about not fulfilling some role or whatever what what you're doing out on the field when you're actually playing like that that's that that's so there's a lot of value in that too isn't there for the code yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely um you know i guess i wouldn't be in my position that I am if it wasn't for rugby league and Mm. if I wasn't playing those games. So that's just so important that I, you know, you stay on top of all your training and um, all your off-field stuff so then you can be at your best to be able to then play your best as well, So, which Mm. is why I guess I'm in this position. So I need to be playing good footy and um, being consistent. In, yeah. in my club footy as well, so then I can when I do come comes around for representative stuff that I'm at my best, so I can be in the best position to be selected um, for those teams.
0: Um, how much education and preparation the women's players get just to, just to warn them about the pitfalls of your career actually taking off. I, I know I know that sounds like a weird question, but just in case your footy career. Starts to um, <clears throat> un- um unbalance other sort of aspects of your life. Are you given much sort of time and, and career management advice about that, or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, I
1: get, I get, we're really lucky. We have uh, with the jewellery, we have like a a, a wellbeing um, officer who you know who goes to all our camps, and um, we always talk about the work life balance and mm. um and footy and stuff like that, and. You know, we consider ourselves so lucky uh, and so privileged to be in the position that we are and especially with all the past players who have gone through and done all the hard work for us to be where we are now. You know, they've gone through and um, probably hardly even having a coach and let alone a manager and paying for their own way everywhere to represent their state and to represent their country Mm. uh, to now, you know, we're in a position where we have probably over 10 staff like two physios the manager a really good coach you know we've got all these people who are supporting us um as well as you know we don't have to fork out any money we don't have to pay for accommodation we don't have to fundraise we don't have to sell cars like they they used to so um yeah yeah, we're in such a great position right now and we as i said we consider ourselves so lucky and and we do have that education where you know um we always obviously talk about the past and what they had and to where we are now and where we want to take it. Um, and that's what Brad Donald's really big on and, and mm. really good with what we have achieved and what, um, and where we're going and what we want to achieve. And, you know, one of our goals is always, you know, inspiring the young female athletes to, to want to play our sport. And, um, I guess, and with that comes role, uh, responsibilities for us to, you know, we are role models and we have to you know, be careful of what we do on and off the field <laughs> and um, making sure that we are putting, I guess, rugby league and, and these younger girls first and making sure that, you know, we want them to play this amazing sport that we are so lucky to play. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we are, I guess, we are educated in, in that respect as well. And, you know, knowing how fast it is growing and... Mm which is really, really exciting, and it's obviously what we want, so we want more girls playing our, our game.
0: Oh, terrific, that was a great answer, yeah. And so you mentioned Bega before, like, um, is that where your rugby league journey started? Um, did you have your first game down there, or how did it play out yes. for you, yeah?
1: So I, um, yeah, I grew up in Bega, and I've got two older brothers, and um, they both played rugby league, and my dad played rugby league, and mm. my mum, obviously didn't, she, she used to play hockey, but um, yeah, I've come from a really sporty family and um, grew up just loving rugby league, watching rugby league, and I guess being in the backyard with my two brothers and my dad, we used to always play footy, and um, one day both my brothers were like, why don't you sign up and play, and I was like, alright, um, you know, just wanted to be like them, and yeah. they played, and they told me to, so I was like, okay, so I did, so I was, I didn't sign up till I was about eight. Yep. I signed up, yes, for the Bigger Roosters and I played until I was about 11 and um, I play and then Dale Finucane, he plays for the Storm, yep. he he signed for the Bigger Roosters, he, we played together when I think he came in under nines and then we played all the way through, so um, yeah, which is pretty exciting I obviously follow his journey and uh, he's doing stuff so well and um, yeah, which is really exciting and he follows my journey, which is pretty cool as well so, yeah um, yeah, so started at Bega Roosters and I had to stop playing because I was a girl. Um, yeah. And then I played hockey for ten, nearly 10 years and I got back into rugby league through league tag. So we started a league tag competition up in Group 16 down in Bega and I uh, played that for, for two years, I think it was. And I sort of got over tagging and really missed the tackle side of things. And then um, I'm pretty sure it was two thousand. it was 2013 when the Gillaroos won the World Cup for the first time I saw a little snippet on the news and um, yeah from that moment I was like I want to play rugby league, like I can do what they do that's what I want to do and then from that moment I trained really hard and found a club Helensburg and I used to travel from Bega to Helensburg um, every week and that's like a five and a half hour drive, mm-hmm. one way uh, so I used to do that just to play a game and, and then I remember when I first made New South Wales that same year um, they trained Monday and Wednesday night so I was traveling up to Sydney three times a week um, just to train and just to play as well because I had a full-time job down in Vegas, so I was juggling working and training and yeah it was pretty hectic but if I didn't do all that I wouldn't be where I am and um, yeah. This was a pretty long journey. I did that for four years travelling back and forth from Vega until I decided to move up last year. I thought I'd like I better move to Wollongong uh, because of the NRL uh women's dragons team. So I knew I had to be closer for that, so I decided to make the move.
0: Yeah, well, wow It's just a story of um of a lot of travelling and a lot of commitment and, and a lot of passion for you, isn't it? Like you, you, you really love it and, and you really wanted to do this. And so you did whatever it took, just to, to to make sure that you that you kicked things off, didn't you? Like...
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to live with regrets, and I didn't want the travel to be an issue or to be a, a barrier for me. So mm. I, um, you know, and it, like, at the time, doing it was just part of what I did to to play the game. So it was like, okay, I know, like it comes to either Thursday or the Saturday morning, I'd hop up early and travel travel up to Helensburg, jump out of the car, just make it in time to get changed and to run and warm up and then play 50 minutes of footy, jump back in the car and travel back home five mm. and a half hours. So like it was like a 12-hour day nearly, basically, travelling. I was yeah, doing more travelling than I was playing footy, but that's just what I did and mum <laughs> wouldn't let me go by myself, so she'd often if she couldn't make it, she'd make someone else come with me. Um, hmm. She did want me to travel by myself and in case I got hurt and stuff like that. So um, I wouldn't have been able to do it without my mum and my dad and, um, yeah, with their support.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and, and just rewinding uh, back a few minutes, you said that you had to stop playing because you are a girl. Was that because um, yeah. was that because there just weren't any teams or, or a league down where yeah, you were? Yeah. So right? at
1: that at yeah. that stage, there um, it was basically a male sport. So oh, yeah. like, yeah. as soon as you. You know i think the age was 12 but mm. as soon as you um got to that age you weren't allowed to play with the boys anymore because yeah. they started you know developing and getting stronger and
0: yeah,
1: yeah. um and also us females would start develop as well so yep. um if i had to if i would if i was able to play it would have been in an all girls competition but no one, no girls really played rugby league back then. Mm. And it was only, like, I was the only girl in my team and there was only another handful of girls who'd played in other teams. So um, to start a competition, like, there was, it was unheard of yeah. females playing rugby league. So, um, yeah, but now, fast forward now, there's league tag has just made the game so much more better, um, you know, and it, it gives them the basic skills of rugby league. And once they get the confidence of playing rugby league and, you know, doing the plays and pa- catch past the simple um, basic skills, you know, you're seeing a lot of girls coming across from league tag now to rugby league because they've got that um, confidence in playing the game. That all they need to do now is learn how to tackle. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is so exciting. We've got a couple of girls in our Helensburg team now who um, have come across from league tag. And we have the November 9s here in Wollongong in the Illawarra competition that happens, obviously, every November. And it's just a nine-a-side competition. So for girls who, you know, might want to try rugby league, it gives them that opportunity to play with less uh, players on the field um, so more space for them to, to run around and, you know, and maybe get a one-on-one tackle. So it gives them that little opportunity if they want to play rugby league. It gives them a taste if they want to come across. Um, and I know a lot of girls have have done that because of because of our league tag. So yeah, it's really really exciting times for women's rugby.
0: Oh, great. It sounds like everything that's being tried now, like 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 your carnivals and that sort of thing, sounds like it's everything's working, isn't it? Everything's just yeah. whatever whatever you hear about has just started up. It's like there's all, all this these positive good news surrounding women's rugby league at the moment, isn't it? Like, but pe- 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 people could do whatever they whatever they dreamt up, and a- attention and, and and participation would be created out of it. It's a magic time, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah it is. And to see also, we've got the Tasha Gale Cup, the under 18s girls. Yeah. Um. That, that's a full blown competition now, and yeah. um, at the skill level that they show, it's just amazing and and it just makes me so excited to see what the future holds because those are the girls coming through, you know, in the next couple of years they'll be wanting to, to play um, obviously in the open side and and then, you know, pushing spots for New South Wales and for Australia. So, hmm. you know, it's just so healthy, the competition coming through and it just, yeah, it just makes me so excited um, and so proud just to be a part of it and help pave the way for these younger girls coming through.
0: Oh, that's good. And a bit, bit more about you. Um, have you always played in a back row or, or have you moved positions throughout your career? How does, oh. how does that work?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, when I was younger... Um, I was playing in the centres, so I, yep. I was um, in the centres with my junior rugby league. And I then when I played league tag, um, I was playing in the halves because not, no one really knew how to play. So I was basically um, one of the only couple that sort of knew how to play. So I was, you know, directing people in the halves. And then yeah. when I played for Helen's, so I remember my first training session that I rocked up to because I'm not a small girl, like, I'm pretty tall and, you yep. know, pretty big. I rocked up to it? <laughs> and they're like, so what position do you play? And I was like, oh, like, the last time I played rugby league, like tackle footy, I'm like, I played in the centres, and they looked at me, they're like, you're playing front row. And I was like, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great rep there. <laughs> yeah, so
1: I was playing front row for a little bit for them, and then I sort of went into lock, um, and then... Um, when I first made New South Wales, that's when they sort of swapped me into second row, and from yeah. there I've just I've loved it and um, learnt so much. Uh, I'm still learning, <laughs> I'm still learning the game, and still learning everything about it. And you know, so it's yeah, it's exciting and uh, yeah. So, and then from when when I played New South Wales in the second row, that's when I got selected to play um, for the Jillaroos in the second row as well. So yeah, it's sort of just stuck and, yeah, I've loved it.
0: Yeah, um, I've I've watched you play in in a few games and, like, how awesome is it when you just run over the top of someone? Are you able to describe (laughs) that feeling? Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, I
1: hated being tall when I was younger, like, I just really hated it and I was always the tallest in every team and every class that I was in and, um, yeah, I got teased a little bit for it but now i absolutely love it i love being tall i love being able to tower over people and um it just gives you that little bit extra confidence as well when you're on the field and you you're running the ball up and you just sort of pick a little girl out and be like okay i'm gonna run over you so um yeah i love it so (laughs)
0: yeah that's good and and um um what would you say other like i know i know they're the same sports um, but different sexes playing like well are there any nuances that are in the women's game that are different to the men's game that that you reckon exist or is it all pretty much the same uh, um, i'm not even sure how you'd, how you answer that or where i'm going with it like is the style of attack <laughs> is the style of attack different would you say in the women's game compared to the men no, or no no
1: not really no everything's basically the same we yeah. uh, we've got a game plan that we we follow and we've got We've got the structure and we've got the plays and we've got the points on the field where we have to get to and everyone knows what role they do. So um, I'd say it's just very similar. But um, I guess we're, we're probably not as structured as the men's game. I know, um, you know, you hear a lot of feedback from, from people who love watching the women's game because it, it just reminds them of just, you know, old-style footy. You know, you just play yeah. what's in front um, and with, with, with some structure. So I guess... Um, yeah, that's what we have structure. If, if if everything you know doesn't go, falls to kapoo. <laughs> <That's laughs> I like right? if yeah. everything doesn't go to plan, then you know you go back to your structure and get back to your points. And um, but yeah, eyes up, footy, and just play what's in front.
0: No, oh, that's great. And then just before I let you go, um, what would you say your career aims are uh, from this point uh, in time? Like, what do you want to? What do you want to achieve from from here?
1: Um, I just want to play good footy and just keep ho- hopefully being selection for, for the teams and you know my goal is to make the World Cup team in 2021 yep. um, so just to play consistent footy um, and go go through injury free hopefully, touch wood I'm next to wood so I'm touching it <laughs> um, and yeah just, just play good footy that's all I really want to do and um, be consistent and um, be the best
0: that I can be. And and, and just finally, um, uh, there was that video that went out, it was a very popular video of when the Dragons, I, I can't remember who you beat in the NRL last year, but there you were, like, leading the team celebration song and smashing on the auto bin, I think it was. So, <laughs> <laughs> you seemed to really enjoy that, like...
1: Yeah. We, 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 ha,
0: yeah, how's, how's that decided? Did you did you just say, I'm going to lead this, this is my job? That looked pretty um. fun. <laughs>
1: Well, we sort of have practiced the song uh, a fair bit, uh, just in case we did win yeah. um, in our like lead up to it. So, yeah, that was the first game that I was able to captain um, the team as well because I, Semi Bremner had a toe injury, so she couldn't play, and I was vice captain. So that was my job to step up to be captain. So. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know how I got that lead role, but I took it with all, <laughs> and I sung with it with my my whole my whole lungs. It was I was so out of breath. I thought I was going to pass out, but it was the best feeling in the world being able to sing um, that team song uh, after that really hard hard game that we did play against the Warriors that we did win. So. Um, yeah, that
0: was that's going to be a moment. that's going to stick with me forever. I think. Oh, f- fantastic. Um, um, Kesey, thanks so much for uh, your time, especially you know, seeing as I, you, um, amidst your full time role with the Dragons and and uh, and everything else happening in your life. And um, yeah, uh, best of luck with the St George Footy Grants program as well. It, it, it sounds like a great initiative, and only good things can can come out of it.
1: No worries. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>